Welcome to Power Out Podcast. We're your hosts, Christopher. And Gabo. This is episode 25. I probably already just said that. I literally just forgot. Today we're talking about pacing and also goal setting. Is that right? Our being goal? coachable. Being coachable. Yes. I literally just forgot that too. Pacing and being coachable. I really need to eat something. Uh, so... Uh, when it comes to our workouts, there, there can either be typically, usually either a high number of reps or else, um, a certain number of reps or sets that kind of seem confusing when we're performing a workout or else the first time we look at a workout, we might be overwhelmed with what we see on the board. Uh... In this case, for an example, which is tomorrow, actually, which is Monday's workout. Uh, Monday, uh, today's the 16th of August, so you can kind of put that in your calendar. Uh, Monday's workout is a 21-15-9 of sumo delatypal push press and lateral burpees over the bar. Um, this workout, 21-15-9, if you're not familiar with this type of format, in CrossFit. Uh, first set for all exercises are 21 reps, second set 15, third set 9 reps for all. Uh, during this workout, it's pretty simple uh, type of example that you can go with. The, let's take the 21 reps for example at the start. Uh, if the push presses Let's say if that's a weight that you're only able to get around uh, 15 reps, possibly. Um, El Gobs here has the uh, the weights, but I don't. So 95 pounds. Okay. Let's say you're only able to press the barbell 15 15 times with a 95 pound barbell. Uh, 21 reps. You can break that into two sets or else maybe three sets. You can break it up into sevens to three sets of sevens to get finished with that very first set of 21 reps. Uh, or else you can break it up in, into two sets, maybe uh, 11 and 10. However you break it up, it should be in this type of um, setting. You can kind of think of kind of a medium medium-ish type of set or all short sets with a very small rest. Uh, 21-15-9 is supposed to be a, a fast type of workout. Um, supposed to keep you still moving. You shouldn't be necessarily taking, uh, let's say, five minutes or too long on just one exercise. Uh, if that's happening, then um, we should look at scaling it just a little bit differently. Uh, so. In that case, uh, keeping your sets short, rest very short. Um, let's say you went with the three sets of seven. Your rest after you drop the barbell is max five seconds. Um, taking a deep breath, going back into it. That is an excellent type of pacing uh, that you can have for this type of workout. Uh, now when you get into like the last set of nine reps for all exercises, that's when you would want to keep moving. You would not necessarily want to actually take a 
rest during that. If you're looking at a full 21-15-9 type workout, you can look at it in this type of way. Uh, if you need to break it up into threes, so three sets of seven for your very first 21 reps, you can in the first set of 21 reps, 15. In the next set of 15 reps, um, you can look at it breaking up into twos, um, so eight and nine reps. You should be able to do that with that certain weight that you picked for the very first um, set of 21 reps that you performed. If not, you can break it up into three sets of five but in your very last set, nine reps, you should be able to go unbroken through all that. If you did have to break that up, you can break it up into four reps and five reps, or else let's say three, three, three. Uh, you can break it up however you want to, but if you kind of look at it in this type of pacing, you have an adequate amount of reps that are similar uh, and short enough rest so that actually keep you active and moving. So you're not taking too long of a rest and possibly hitting a time cap and not performing all the exercises as they were meant to be done. Uh, so that is a general sense of how you can scale, uh, how you can pace a 21-59 workout, just like Monday's workout. Uh, obviously it'll be a little bit different if the workout is a lot longer in reps, let's say like Murph. Uh, in that case, if you broke down Murph, you could end up doing that workout as like Cindy. If you don't know what those workouts are, in total number of reps, and not counting the, the runs, especially in Murph, um, there's two one mile runs that you would run Murph, but let's just look at the three movements, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, in Cindy, there is 20 rounds of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 air squats. So 20 rounds times that will equal the same as what Murph does. So you can kind of look at the same type of, for a different type of workout, such as like Monday's workout. Um, you got anything to add on? Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry. For those of you watching the video version, you get to see me without a shirt on, and it is it is glorious. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Anyways, um, it it's I, I feel like I have to explain myself. Well, anyways, it's really hot out, and I just worked out, and my shirt is probably soaked in about two pounds of sweat, so I'm not gonna put it back on. Anyways, um, so pacing. Uh, this uh, pacing is one of those things that can make or break you if you do it correctly. Um, when it comes to pace in any workout, the goal, or we always want to consider training goals whenever we're pacing. So um, some days it's like, you know, we want to go hard. Other days it's we have a training goal in mind that's going to kind of determine the pace that we're going to have for that workout. Um, usually when we're pacing, your goal is to work as fast as you possibly can without redlining too early. And what I mean by redlining is uh, red line is, it's, think about it like a car with RPMs, you know, you get your RPMs too high, your car's redlining. If you get your heart rate too high, your body's redlining. Our goal is not to redline too early in the workout, otherwise 
you're gonna spend the rest of your workout gas, usually in that compromised position with your hands on your knees, gasping for air, um, just wishing that the workout would be over because you can't catch your breath and it feels awful. Um, so we're trying to ride that line of like almost redlining but not quite redlining for the majority of the workout, usually until the end. The end of the workout is when you can redline. Um, so a uh, perfect example is the workout that Chris talked about the first one. So this is actually Monday's workout, this upcoming Monday. Um, 21.15.9 of sumo deadlift high pulls, uh, push press, and lateral barbell burpees. Um, so if I'm looking at this from the training goal of like, I want to do this as quickly as possible and maximize my, my personal capacity. Um, you know, it, the pacing is going to come down to knowing myself as an athlete. It's like, am I capable of doing all of the reps unbroken? If the answer is yes, then right, your training goal for the day is try to do them all unbroken. Um, if, if not, or if you know, like, yeah, I can do, you know, 21 sumo deadlift high pulls at 95 pounds or 65 pounds. I could do that unbroken, um, but it's going to take you over that red line. Like right there, your heart rate is immediately at 150, 100, whatever that 160 beats per minute. That's too much. And you've now redlined at the beginning of the workout and you're going to spend the rest of your workout trying to bring that heart rate down, which is going to slow you down dramatically. Um, so if that's the case, if you're like, yeah, I can do 21 unbroken, but it's really going to make me redline, then that's where pacing comes into place where it's like, okay, well now we need to pace the workout appropriately so we can maximize our work capacity as far as doing the most work in the least amount of time without redlining early. So then we're going to have to look at the workout and be like, okay, what's doable for me? You're like, well, what about seven sumo deadlift high pulls? You're like, yeah, that's doable and that's probably not going to redline me. Okay, so we can look at that set of 21 on the single death high pulls and be like, you know what, I'm going to do sevens. Or if you're like me, I like my sets to get less and less, so it's like I'm going to do like eight, seven, six, which I'm pretty sure the math comes out to be 21, yeah. So I'm going to do a set of eight, rest ten, five, ten seconds, do a set of six, rest five, ten seconds, do, or sorry, a set of eight, a set of seven, um, rest five to ten, ten seconds, and then a set of six. All right, that gets you through your single death high pulls. Um, and your heart rate, you know, it's going to be elevated, but we should not be at that red line yet. Um, we want to be, if you're like a color person in the orange area, that's all that orange there. Anyway, somewhere around 120 beats per minute is probably acceptable. Uh, you can still continue to move at that point. Um, and then, you know, going into sumo delf high pulls, it's going to be the same thing. Or, sorry, uh, going into push press is going to be the same thing. We're going to have to consider, like, can you do them unbroken? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, okay, what's that going to do to my heart rate? Um... Same thing, if doing 21 unbroken is going to redline you, then it's like then we start thinking about pacing or breaking that movement up, you know. Well, I'm a little bit better at push press, so, you know, maybe I could do two sets. So I'll do a set of like 12 and, or a set of 11 and 10, or 12 and nine, whatever that looks like. Um, just trying to maximize how much work I can done while riding that, that borderline redline, you know, keep my heart rate up, but I'm not letting it redline yet. Alright, then we get uh, we do the lateral barbell burpees. Same thing. Uh, you want to find a pace with anything like running or burpees, anything that's just kind of cardio box jumps where it's like it's a maintainable pace and it's steady. So like you know, I always say like the turtle, you know, the turtle race or the turtle always wins the race or whatever. With movements like that, it's totally true. It's like if you can find a steady pace through your burpees, 
steady and slow is faster than doing you know sets of fives and then just standing there for 15 to 20 seconds because you're just so gassed so it's like if you can find a pace on the burpees that's you know relatively slower but you can keep doing them that's the goal is a pace on burpees where I can continue to move the whole time so I'm not really there's not a lot of wasted time standing around not a lot of, a lot of wasted energy I'm moving through my burpees um, and also considering I'm still in the beginning of the workout you know I don't want a red line yet all right you get through your 21 burpees and then you approach the bar for the 15s same same thought process okay you know how's my heart rate now what am I gonna do for the sumo death high pulls well since I broke up my first set I'll probably break up my second set and hopefully this time I can do like two sets if not sets of three so like in two sets we can do like eight and seven or if you're doing threes like you know three sets of five um, just when we're breaking up in any workout the goal for the pace is to move as quickly as you can without redlining early so you get through your 15 sumo delft high pulls get through your 15 push press get through your 15 lateral barbell burpees and then on our set of nine with this type of workout the set of nine is now an appropriate time to go balls to the wall so now I can redline because if I do I've got about another minute and a half of work left. So about 90 seconds and that's, you know, your body can maintain a red line um, heart rate for a couple minutes without, before you start to really just keel over. Um, so now it's like, I'm gonna try to go unbroken on the set of nine, try to go unbroken on uh, the push press, try to go quick on the burpees. And then you get a rest. All right, but that's kind of the approach for any workout. So when we're looking at workouts, I wanna look at how can I maximize my training by moving through this workout and keeping my intensity high for me you know without wasting too much time or resting unnecessarily um, that's how we want to look at every workout so we want to do it as quickly as we can but you also want to be smart about it um, we want to consider also training goals so that this is going to change things a little bit so if my training goal for today on that workout is you know what I'm like right on that cusp my goal for today is to do everything, the barbell stuff, unbroken. Okay, that's fine. That's a training goal for today, which is totally appropriate. You should have a training goal almost every day. Whether it's, you know, my goal today is to go unbroken or my goal, you know, on a running wad is just not to stop running the whole time or whatever that looks like. Um, my training goal on this workout, the 2015-9 for today is now to go unbroken. So that's my new goal or so I'm somebody else that's my goal that's okay that's gonna change the dynamics of the workout a little bit so now we're gonna try to go unbroken and what's gonna happen is now your rest periods between movements is probably gonna get a lot higher so now you're just gonna rest more in between movements because your goal for today is to go unbroken so you do your 21 sumo della five pulls unbroken and then you're probably gonna rest for a little bit before you pick up your push press because every time you pick up the bar you know that you're gonna do all of the reps all right so that's my training goal for the day so whether or not I rest five seconds or I have to rest 20 seconds which is a long rest in the middle of a workout I'm gonna rest as long as it takes me to where I pick up the bar I'm confident that I'm gonna go unbroken but it's also that specific training goal for the day is going to probably take me more time than if I were breaking the workout up and trying to pace it to where I can move as fast as possible
So that's when we have to consider training goals when we're pacing also. It's like, what's your training goal for the day? If your goal is, my goal for today is just to do the workout as fast as I possibly can. Okay, then we really need to think about you. You need to know yourself as an athlete and we need to start thinking about pace. Um, if your training goal is not to go as fast, like my training goal for today, yes, I wanna go fast, but I also would like to do everything I'm broken. Okay, that's gonna change a little bit. Now we're not so much concerned about the time as much as we are meeting that goal of, you know, let's get you unbroken. So if you need to come off, you know, you come off your movement and it's like, hey, let's get 15, 20 seconds of rest. Like, that's totally cool, but that's just gonna change the dynamic of the workout. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's something to consider when we're pacing. Also, it's like, what is the training goal for the day? If my goal is just to go as hard as I can and get the best time I can get for that day, then we want to think about pace as much as we can and what, you know, what I can do, what's going to cause my heart rate to elevate, all those things. Um, if training goal is a little bit different, you know, my goal is to go unbroken or my goal is to do sets of 10s on my chest of ours, like, that's going to slightly change the timing of the workout. So those are just things to consider, but when we're generally, when we're pacing for a workout, we want to ride that red line. So we want to stay below it until usually the end of the workout, you know, your last round or so, or whatever, that, your last minute or two, where then you can really start push the pace, go into that really dark place where, you know, you're physiologically, your heart rate's really high and it's just not gonna continue to be able to work that, that high for a long period of time. Um, so that's pacing. A really dark place. That's right. That's, that's just when it hurts really, really bad, but you, you keep going. Yeah. Those are great. I had one of those the other day. It was like the front squat water for each one where there's three rounds of ten front squats. In my last round of front squats, I did like five, and I was like, "Damn, I want to set it down." And then I did six, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you're too close." And so I kept going. And by the time I got to ten, I set down the bar, and I was like, "Holy crap, that sucked so bad." But yeah, that's that. going to that dark place. And sometimes you're capable of more than you think. Um, that's another thing you have to be careful with with pacing is. Um, Sometimes you can pace too generous or um, be a little too lenient on yourself or whatever that is where you pick a pace for a workout and you finish and it turns out you probably could have gone with a little bit of a faster pace. Um, that's not really maximizing your workout because our goal is to go as quick as we possibly can while maintaining good posture and position and technique. Um, and that's, you know, keeping that intensity high is going to give you a better benefit than uh, you know, having a conservative pace and then finishing the workout and feeling okay. You know, that's why CrossFit and high intensity workouts give you so much benefit is because, you know, the intensity is super high for a short period of time and we're seeing, you know, the same benefits you would see as people doing 45 to an hour and a half, hour and a half time period workouts compared to our 10 to 15 minute workout. Uh, but the intensity needs to be there. So with pacing, you know, you can be on the other end of the spectrum where it's like you don't want to be too generous or make it too easy so it's like you pick a pace that's just you know for an athlete that can do you know the push presses on that workout unbroken and they decide to break them up a bunch um that's just too too generous of a pace and we're not maximizing the benefit for that workout for the day so you know pacing it's very indiv individualized it's different for every athlete um it's just our, our goal 
in everything that we do is just to try to find a pace where you can keep moving. That's the best pace. Keep moving. And if you can go unbroken or do things string together, that's even better. And sometimes you might have training goals if I'm going to go unbroken. That's good too. And that's always something to consider and talk about too. And then, you know, that way it if I'm coaching and you're in the workout and I know your training goal that day is to go unbroken, I'm going to see you resting a little longer. I'm not going to yell at you, but every time you get on that bar or whatever that movement is, I'm going to be encouraging you to not stop until you finish. So, um, yeah, so that's pacing. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. All right, so segueing on to being coachable. Do we have time? I have no idea. He said he doesn't have a lot of battery here. Yeah. Well, actually, I have half battery but I don't know about storage. No storage, all right. Well, if the video shuts off, you're just gonna miss out on all these all these gains. <sighs> um Alright, segue. So being coachable, what does that mean? This is near and dear to my heart. Just like a lot of things that we talk about, but you know if it's near and dear to me that means I'm gonna go off for a while. So, I should probably just zoom in again. Yeah, right. Um being coachable. This is a good topic. So, what do we mean by, you know, when we say, like, you know, I want everyone that walks in this door, that walks into our gym, to be coachable. And it's a good trait to have as an individual, not just here in the, in the you know, in the, in the CrossFit gym, but in life. You know, being coachable, being able to take constructive criticism, being able to or having the ability to want to better yourself, to get better. Um, so being coachable, in a nutshell, we'll dive into this a little bit, but it's about being humble and being open to constructive criticism and then trying to apply it to your life. Um, here in the CrossFit gym, being coachable is about trying to get better at what we do and how can we do that, you know, by moving efficiently meeting standards, ranges of motion, um, knowing our, our points of performance, and being respectful. Um, so when we walk in the door, we want to, you know, check our egos at the door. So th this is a big thing. We talk about it all the time. So, you know, if you come in here and, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for six years, like, it's like, well, you still don't know everything. Like, I've been doing this for like six or seven years. I don't know everything and I don't move very well or I don't move perfectly, sorry. So I don't move perfectly, so if I'm taking a class by another coach, part of it is, for me being coachable, is even if I've been doing this longer than that coach, if I've been coaching longer than them, it doesn't matter. If they're gonna give me some type of feedback, I'm gonna be open to accepting it. So, you know, if they're telling me, hey, you know, when you're squatting, you need to keep your weight back in your heels, or, you know, you need to drive your knees out, or, you know, try to keep your chest, if your chest is really dropping, um, being coachable would having the mindset of like I want to get better at this so I'm gonna take that advice and I'm gonna try to apply it I'm gonna assume that my coach isn't telling me this just to be a jerk um, they're not making it up uh, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna argue I'm just gonna, okay let me try I feel like I'm in my heels but you know let me try shifting back a little more or whatever that is um, you know just not really being coachable is just being open to that advice so you know, if a coach is telling us, like, hey, let's get back in your hills, or, you know, let's 
let's keep that chest up or you know let's stay tighter in, in that kip um, let's try not to bend your knees you're like okay um, I'm gonna try and then you try on the next rep or whatever that looks like um, and that's just you know being able to take advice from the coaches and try to apply it and being humble about it um, that's why we're here you know that's why we come into the gym specifically but um, specifically CrossFit that you know that's why we're here is we have a coach that coaches classes and we're trying to not only be healthy but we're trying to get better at moving here in the gym and in life and if we can increase our flexibility and range of motion here in the gym then it's going to make your quality of life a lot better um, so you know like we're in here doing air squats and all this stuff all the time and you know we that's why we have coaches is to you know to tell us like hey you know you're you're coming in your toes a lot like you know let's get you back in those hills or let's tighten up that core or hollow out or whatever that sounds like or looks like and that's why we come to CrossFit is like so we can get that feedback and be like oh okay well let me try it um, or you know I, I didn't know I was doing that you know, perfect like let me work on it um, just having the mindset of a champion or a winner of like I just want to get better like that's why I'm here is to get better um, you know not being coachable would be the opposite mindset of you know you come in here and you've been doing CrossFit for what you think is a long time or a couple of years and um, you're just like oh you know like I, I know how to air squat or you know I know how to do wall balls or I know how to I know how to snatch or whatever that is and then you know you have a coach trying to coach you and just not being receptive to any of the advice or the cues you know the coach is like hey let's get you back on your heels you're like I am on my heels okay um, you know as a coach like I'm not gonna argue with an athlete that, that is gonna argue with me about that like I am on my heels and I, I just asked them if they could get back on their heels and like I am on my heels I'm not gonna argue and be like no you're not um, I'm just I'm not making it up if I ask you to do that it means I saw a shift forward or your heels coming off the ground a little bit um, and I'm just trying to, you know, as coaches, we're just trying to get you to move better. And if you don't want to be receptive to the coaching, then that's just not being coachable. So, like, it's like, hey, you're not on your heels. Or, like, this is a really common one. Like, hey, I need you to get a little bit lower in that squat. We want that hip crease below parallel. Um, we'll get, you know, some people that are like, okay, and then continue to not address the issue. Or, um, on the other side, you know, just being like, I am squatting below parallel. It's like, okay, um, you know, like I just, I'm here coaching and it doesn't look like you are. But if, you know, like I said, I'm not gonna argue with people. So um, a really big part of coming in here and wanting to get better is just, just being coachable. Like if your coach tells you you're not going below parallel, then get lower. And if, if it's a flexibility or a mobility thing, then, you know, it's something that we can work on. It's just like, ah, oh, you know, coach, this is as low as I can get today. And, okay like let's let's start working on you know flexibility and, and mobilizing so that way you know squat therapy or whatever this so that way you know we can give you that full range of motion air squat so that way it's not an issue um, or you know just things like that it's like we we're in here every day like we work hard we want to we want to get better that's why we come is just having this mindset of like got it you know like I really like this stuff and you know I want to well I'm there whether I want to compete or not like I want to do well and I want to have a better quality of life and also like I'm going to CrossFit every CrossFit gym has a coach and so I'm gonna show that coach respect by you know if they're asking me to do something or say I'm not doing something I'm gonna be open to that even if 
it's something I've never heard or might contradict something I've heard, I'm still going to be respectful. And if it is a contradiction, ask questions. That's, you know, that's perfect. That's why we're here. Like, hey, I haven't heard that before, you know, like, you know, you're telling me use my, you know, flex my glutes. Like, I haven't really heard that. Like, why would you want me to do that? And you're like, feel free to ask. Like, I'll, we'll explain all of that. Um, but just, you know, we're trying to be receptive to things that we're being told. That's just, that's being coachable. Um, you know, and it goes both ways. It's like, you know, you come in here, we want people to be coachable, but also, you know, we want our coaches to coach. And so, you know, if you have, we don't want anyone to feel like they're being neglected or not being coached. Um, but, you know, if you're in here and you're like, man, Gobbs, he's just always telling me that, you know, I'm not squatting low enough or, or I'm not getting in my hills or uh, things like that. It's, I'm not trying to pick on anyone. Like, I don't think it's fun to tell people to get lower or anything like that. It's like, I really just, I, I don't know if people, like, you might not know. And our goal is like, we just want you to move better. So, you know, we just want better, better movement, quality range of motion. That's it. I'm not trying to pick on anyone. Like, I want everyone to move well. And that's my goal as, as a coach is to get people to do better every day. So we can always do better from your person that just walks in the door to your athlete that's been here five years. Like we can always get better. Okay. All right. So sorry, the, the video ended. So we probably had a little slice there. Um, yeah. So like being coachable, you know, we just, we want to check that ego. And when we come in here, like we want to just be open to coaching and advice. Like that's that's why we're here we want to get better so like come in with the mindset like ready to work ready for advice be respectful um, you know even if you know if I had another coach at another gym tell me something and then you know I come here and I hear something instead of being like oh well that's not what I heard or that's not right like we want to shift that thinking to okay like you know I'll definitely either I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna consider it or um, I, I'm gonna try applying it because somehow the coach believes this is going to get me to move better or get me to be more efficient in my workout or whatever that is like that's all we're trying to do is just get people to move better be more efficient so it's like you have to be receptive of coaching and cues so like if you're an athlete that um, isn't so receptive of coaching or cues then crossfit and this sounds a little like i don't know how to make it sound like not so I guess like rude or I'm trying to look for a different word but um, then you know if you're somebody that just doesn't really want to be coached then CrossFit probably isn't the thing for you it's like if you just want to go in somewhere and you know put your head down put in your earphones and just do your workout and be left alone um, then that's you know that's more like a 24-hour vibe or uh, <laughs> lifetime or something but it's like you know like we come in here because a we like the community we like CrossFit and we're, we want to be coached there's a coach in every class so it's like if you um, if you want to be left alone, that's just that's not part of the culture of CrossFit at any CrossFit gym. So you're not going to find that where you walk in there and you're like, hey, can I take your class? But can you leave me alone because I I'm good over here. Um, <laughs> you, you could try that at any CrossFit gym and just let me know how that works out for you. Um, yeah, so like just come in that that attitude that's you know like hey I'm here and I'm ready to be coached and try to be receptive of of coaching because I'll, I'll just tell you like um, for those that don't know like on the side of coaching it, it's it's hard and it's a little intimidating when um, you're coaching and you're trying to give people feedback or you're trying to get you know give them cues or get them to move better and if somebody's not so receptive like you know like we're humans we can all tell body language pretty well 
um, you know, if somebody's not receptive or if they're kind of just blow you off, um, it's a little intimidating and it, it makes you not want to continue to coach them because you're like, well, this person like is like getting upset that I'm coaching them. And, um, and that's where, you know, coaching experience comes into, into play and like, you know, I'm, well, you know, even though that person isn't being receptive of my coaching, I'm still going to continue to give it because I'm going to be tenacious and I'm a coach and that's why I'm here. And, you know, if you're going to yell at me for trying to coach you, then I'm sorry, that's why I'm here. Um, but, you know, just from my experience in coaching, it is hard and it, it is intimidating as a coach if people aren't very receptive of it. And it makes you like, you feel, I, you feel belittled and disrespected and it's just, it's not good on either side. It's like, because we're just, A, like, we just want you to get better. On our side, it's like, well, now this person makes me feel like they want to be left alone. And um, even if, even, that might not be the case. Like, sometimes we just have, we have bad, bad body language, but it's like, we want to, when we come in here, like, we want to be coachable. And this is something, like, I've had to work on, you know, taking classes, because I'm always open when I'm working out and stuff to people telling me, like, hey, let's, you know, like, just trying to address my movement, especially bad movements, um, things, and I've had to work on, because I've always been receptive to coaching, but my body language hasn't always been the best. If people have given me cues and stuff, I'll kind of just be like, okay, or just, like, shake my head. And then it comes off as like short. And so I've had to work on me being coachable as an athlete of just trying to be a little bit, like acknowledge a little bit better the coaching and you know, like, oh, okay, like I'll try that. Or hey, like, thank you, I'm gonna try that or stuff. Just because like those quick responses sometimes, it's kind of like text message. Like they can just be taken a different way than you meant. If somebody like gives you a cue and all you do is like shake your head it kind of seems like, oh, well, maybe this person doesn't really want to hear from me, even though that might not be the case at all. Um, so today's podcast, pacing, be coachable. Like we're all in, in, in here to get better. I want to get better. You want to get better. Whether it's, you know, I want to compete or I just want to get better in life. It's just a good mindset to have, you know, be coachable in everything that we do and you're going to have a better life. Like not just here in the gym, but in CrossFit, at work, you know, these are life lessons I've had to learn or everyone learns, like, the more o open you are to constructive criticism or advice, the better things are going to go. So, we want everyone to get good, come in here, crush the workout, move well, have good posture and position and be safe. That's why we're here, it's just to help out. So, we'll coach, come in, be coachable, and we're all going to have a great time. We're going to have fun. It's going to be great. Yes, especially if you have a bunch of thrusters that work out. Mm, thrusters are my nemesis. And the FedEx guy. Oh, that happened yesterday. So <laughs> it's in the middle of, middle of my workout, and the FedEx guy comes in. He's like, hey, I got all this, this stuff, and I'm like, it was this three-minute AMRAPs, and I was literally in the middle of one of them, and so I had to, like, stop and talk to him, and these things happen, but it's like, dang it. Like, it's not that much time, but... It gave me yeah. some rest, so I guess I shouldn't be complaining, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it cost me some rest, but, uh, yeah, these, these things happen, so, you know, you just kind of, you got to go with the flow. You can clean those glasses. Oh, yeah? Are they dirty? They look dirty. I'm going to clean my glasses after this podcast. Anyways, um, that's pretty much all we got. Um, anything else, Chris? Some other stuff. Uh... We've been running uh, a lot recently. Uh, we have running today with a sandbag. We haven't really, we haven't had a, a like seminar or type uh, just session that addresses running 
if you are interested in learning about running or sprinting um, form when it comes to that, uh, definitely ask one of us coaches. Uh, let us know that you're interested in this um, specific part of fitness, uh, just running or else sprinting, things like that. Um, and we'll look at sort of scheduling a uh, seminar or else kind of a, uh, a cardio sesh uh, addressing this type of uh, like form and things like that. Um, yeah, and this is something I've had to learn the hard way that there's actually a, a technique to running, believe it or not. Yeah. It's not just running. It sounds like just get out there and run. There's actually a, a lot of it has to do with breathing and um, your posture, the position of what's happening, um, the way your your feet hit the ground, your stride. Like there's a lot that goes into running, and if you just you know if you can work on your technique, if you're somebody that doesn't like running, if your technique gets good, all of a sudden running isn't so. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're ever gonna love it. Like some people just don't like running, but um, if your technique gets better, all of a sudden running isn't so bad anymore. It might not still be your favorite, but it's just like okay, like you know, like I don't really mind running, so. Um, it's definitely something, and with everything we do, there's a technique to everything. Um, so running especially, it's not something we consider, but um, that's something we're going to try to put together is just having a workshop or a clinic on, you know, uh, endurance, but probably mostly like running. We might like throw something together that has a couple, like, you know, have running and like rowing technique or something like that. Um, yeah, but that's just, you know, that's not something that we should ever neglect. In any movement, there's always a technique. Even a burpee, there's a technique there. Um, you know, there might not be a lot, but it's there. So it's like there's a more efficient way to do it, probably. So, um, you know, and that's the things as coaches that we can talk about more, and then also, you know, in classes, that you feel free to ask questions about. Like, hey, doing burpees today. Is there an efficient way to do these? And they'll be like, well, kind of. And then like we can at least talk about it. Like. You know, it's better if you stand a little bit wider or, you know, if you don't fight on the way down or, like, whatever that is. There's just always a technique with running. There is a technique as well. And um, we have actually some some really good runners in the gym that, like, ran collegiately, and they can talk to you a lot about running, uh, like, Jesse, Paul. I know running technique. Running's not my favorite, but I can do it, so I can definitely talk about it. Um, but, you know, something to consider with everything we do. There's technique, so want to get better at running a we got to run more but b we need to run more with good technique yep yes sir um before monday uh this podcast is gonna release today which is wednesday the 16th uh we talked about pacing during for specifically monday's workout which includes burpees uh We'll upload a specific video just talking about burpees and form of all the different types of burpees that you can actually do. Because um, there's actually different types of techniques. You'd be surprised. Burpees. There's actually quite a few. There's like four yeah. different ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, so we'll upload that uh, sometime before Monday. Uh, you can see that. If it's a longer video than a minute, it's going to be released on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. If it's shorter than that, then it's going to just be released on, like, uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'll post a link anyways to the video if it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Also, today's 
this video is going to release today, Wednesday. Uh, knocker balls on Saturday. It's soccer, but inside of a giant inflatable ball. It's really fun. Um, this is the first time we're doing it this year, so I highly recommend. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be great. And I, I put this together, and I just we haven't gotten a ton of signups, which is kind of sad, but um, I, we're still going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. If you want to come, you're more than welcome to come. It's Bring just, your friends. Um, Bring your family. Bring everybody. Yeah. Bring everyone. It's going to be great. Bring Steve on Craigslist. Maybe not. <laughs> Today was my deadline for sign-ups, but I mean, you're more than welcome to come even if you didn't sign up, but I just, I, 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 I need a head count. So. Luckily, we're right there, so we still get to do it. So it's going to be great, but if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I didn't know that was this Saturday, come and join us. It's going to be great. It's at... Northbrook Park on 136 in Holly, right behind Horizon High School, at 11.15 a.m. on Saturday. We'll be there for about two and a half hours. It's so close to my house. It's good. You live right there? Yeah. Well, I mean, Maybe. I don't live there, but, I mean, it's close. Okay. It's not like that way. Yeah. It's pretty close to me, too. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so we got that. We'd love to see you guys there. You know, we'd love to do, you know... And this is like everything. So like, I, I'm just gonna, the longer you keep talking, the more I'm gonna start talking, and then like this becomes this long podcast. Um, we want to use our fitness to enjoy life. So it's like you're in the gym working hard all the time. Come out and use your body to enjoy your life. So knocker ball. This is a fun thing. Let's use our fitness to enjoy life. You know, we did volleyball last weekend or the weekend before. Like, use your fitness, and it doesn't have to be with the gym, but we try to do stuff like that. But um, you know, like go out and do stuff. Go on a hike, go on a bike ride, go swimming, um, go play with your grandkids or whatever that is. Like use your fitness to have fun. So this is just one extra thing we're doing besides working out where we can use our fitness to have fun. So we hope you join. If not, I hope you get out that weekend and use your fitness to do something awesome. That's just why we're here. Be careful if you're going to drink. We, we want to move better, have a better quality of life, put off the nursing home, have fun and be coachable yeah <laughs> be coachable <laughs> everyone Mo most people are great at this so like it's just I, it's just a topic we just wanted to cover but be coachable if you have a uh any certain topics that you want us to uh cover during the podcast or else any type of uh things that you may want to know a little bit better of um let us coaches know uh, or else you can comment below on either Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, we will see it, and we will respond and put out some type of uh, media addressing that. Uh, so yeah, just let us know. Uh, we respond as quickly as possible. So yeah, yeah. Today's Episode 25 of Power Up Podcast. Uh, talking about pacing and being coachable. So we'll hit you up next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. mm -hmm. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to talk about the meaning of life and the key to living forever. So join us. And we're going to watch Lion King. <laughs>